Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletes. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. Alright, welcome back Bobcat fans. Thanks for joining us. How's your heart tonight? We just beat Eastern Washington in a thriller, 38-35. to 35. This is the Instant Reaction Show after the game. Honestly, this is coming probably an hour after the game. Cortisol levels in my body are just coursing through me, so I need to come down. This is a true Instant Reaction Show. <sighs> Thorny, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm going to try and even keel on here because that's we're not big fans screaming shouting yeah all the time but yep but this is like right after the game i'm still like you said i'm still like hyped up for it i'm gonna try and keep myself down to a normal level of analysis here on our quick little instant reaction show but man i am i am feeling stoked there's a lot to unpack from this game which we'll get into more on monday but right now man i'm just cloud nine that we actually won that game and won it on the big sky conference that's all you want to be right now another win on the red that's a hard thing to do. Vegans 2-0 on Vegans the red. Vegans 2-0, man. Props to him. Yeah. Wow. So he's now, wow. what, 9-1 uh, and one, or 8-1 and one in conference play. Just that lone loss to the Grizz. Yeah. It's a good point, man. Montana State, 3-1, 1-0, the big sky. That's a big thing. I knew we would need this win in order to keep our playoff hopes alive. That's, a, that's probably a bad statement to say because I, I do believe we'll make the playoffs, but this is a big one. It's a big so one. We Makes need this. Yeah, more it room. is a big one. Yeah. All right. Well, this is our instant reaction show. We're going to give you our gut takes. And honestly, it is really going to be the gut take because it, it just ended. And uh, we want this show to be like, hey, you're walking home. You're driving home with your buddies and you're just talking Bobcat football. So we'll give you our good. The OK and the bad, as we like to phrase it. And then we're first we're going to go over the. The big sky around the big sky. So we'll we'll go over the games that ended in the big sky and we'll give you some slight updates on that. But this is just our gut take show. Yep. And super early, earlier than normal, which is you know, great. I think I think it's gonna get the content out faster. And like Foley said, like the faster it out, faster it's out, maybe when you're driving home or walking home from the game or whatever. Um after tailgating probably for a couple extra hours. You may uh, hopefully it's in your iTunes or whatever, ready to go. <clears throat> all right uh well we tuned into espn and we're just gonna count down the scores from there every game is final except the weber state uc davis game on espn plus tonight at 7 p.m that's a that's a game i'll be paying attention to as we play uc davis next week next friday on espnu we got some coverage national coverage next week another night game uh can't wait for that so we'll preview that on monday but first let's go down to Greeley. The Battling Bears, Northern Colorado, took down Idaho State 35-14. to uh, Northern Colorado moved to 2-2, two 1-0, and, two, and, oh, and Idaho State is 0-4. Do you know what happened to Vanderwall? He's not even playing. I think he Hunter got, Hayes is their quarterback right now. I think he got right hurt, but I'm, I'm yeah. not too positive. Okay. I voted, uh, pretty sure I voted Idaho State dead last in the conference, so they're, they're living up to my my hype. <laughs> Yes, looks like uh, 
the Bears went back to Dylan McCaffrey. A little bit of a surprise after how well yeah. the other guy performed against Wyoming. But uh, McCaffrey, 23 for 28 for 234 yards on touchdown. So, hey, good win by the Bears. Moving on down, we got Idaho take care of business against Northern Arizona. I think a game that some people had their eye on. Idaho is a, is a rising team in the big sky right now. NAU coming off their, uh, what, what what did NAU do last week? Did they beat North Dakota? Or they know they lost barely to North Dakota because they beat mm-hmm. them Houston State. But, you know, a big win for Idaho on the road and NAU. I'm not sure that I thought they could get it done in Flagstaff. Always kind of a hard place to play, but 27 to 10. Good job by the Vandals. People thought Northern Arizona would be kind of a sneaky, dark horse team. I'm not seeing it right now. They have an easy schedule. They're 1-3, 0-1 right now. They can turn it around, but uh, it would take some effort from them. Just one conference game, so nothing too bad yet. <laughs> Everything's falling off my desk over here. Apologize. All We're right. Here to next. Homecoming in Missoula. Uh, the Grizzlies hung it to Portland State 53-16. to they were, I, I think the line on this game was like a 25-point favorite for the Grizz, and they covered. They look, they're looking strong. But Portland State, 0-3, 0-1. Montana, I don't feel like, has been tested. So they're good, no doubt. They are good. But they haven't played anybody of substantial athletic ability. And when they do play them, they play them in that comfy confines of north of uh, washington grizzly stadium so i kind of have a hard read on montana how good are they are they national championship ready i'm not sure hard to know i'm not ready to go down that path quite yet another special teams touchdown junior brigham turned for one for a touchdown I, I don't know if they got anything else that's all i can see on the stats but uh yeah grizzly rolling man yeah that's what they're doing they're beating everyone they are badly and you know question is can they keep rolling all year we'll find out last game bit of a surprise perhaps and uh maybe not 41 to 10 sac state takes it to fbs colorado state mountain west future mountain west conference partner colorado state (laughs) (laughs) 41 to 10 and in a game where troy taylor uh took it out on our our old boy freddie banks No, no offense to freddie banks no hard feelings here but uh he just he walked into a bad situation at Colorado State, and that's just not going very well. But yeah, Sac State just took it to him, forty-one to ten. It was twenty-four to ten at halftime, and Sac State scored seven, all seventeen of the game's seventeen points in the second half. Colorado State shut out in the second half, forty-one to ten. Hornets looking good, three and zero, undefeated with an FBS win on the resume. I mean, no one's really talking about Sac State the way that they're talking about all the other powers. Sac State should probably be a top six or seven team after the rankings come out on Monday. Yeah, they're deserved. So get those hornets up, stingers up, stingers right? Stingers up. Uh, makes me laugh stingers every up. time. <laughs> All right. Everybody, Sac State's weird, man. They don't want to give any love to Sac State because it's the Grizzlies and the Cats. But they're just out there doing their deal in Sacramento, taking care of business every week. Yeah, the media is like all that. about uh, the Grizz, the Cats. Uh, Eastern always a little bit, and then uh, Weaver State in the last few years have er- has earned their place in the national discussion. But uh, Sac State hasn't really proven anything in the playoffs just yet. So that's a, I think people are kind of still like, okay, yeah, they, can, they can go ten and one in, the, in their regular season, but they haven't done much in the playoffs. But looking good again in the regular season. All right. Well, let's get into this game, Thorny. All right. Start off with the good. Um, 
I'm going to start off. I thought the defense played better. I'm not going to say the defense yeah. played good, but I saw big improvements from the just the whoop, whoop, whoop down. It's not a word, whatever. The beat down we took last <laughs> week in Portland, the good old fashioned whoop down in Portland. I thought that they <laughs> responded pretty well. It was looking like it was going to be a lot more of the same. Eastern Washington scored two easy touchdowns on their first two drives. And I'm like doing the math. Like, what was that 14 drives since we forced a punt? And like 12 of them, there's like 12 touchdown drives against us. Like in the last 15 drives and none of them were punts. The other three were, weren't punts, but yeah, I thought the defense responded, made some big players. I saw players make some plays t- today. Like I, Valdez made some plays. Like that's just what I was thinking in the, in the second half. Like we need guys just to make plays period. Someone's got to step up, hit a guy behind the line of scrimmage, knock the ball down, make an interception, turn the ball over. We just needed a playmaker to do something. And, you know, several guys did that in the second half. So I will put the progress of the defense in the good category, but overall defense, probably not. But still, I liked what I saw on the improvement. Got to give props to Sean Chambers in the good category as well. Sean was only six for 12 for 69 yards in in the passing game, he had one touchdown and one interception in the red zone. But he had 28 carries for 106 yards, two touchdowns. He was QB1 after Tommy Malott went down. The concussion banged his head off the turf there. Sean Chambers carried this team, and I think the team felt galvanized behind him. And just when he came in, not to say Tommy didn't have this with the team as well. But when he came in, the defense started playing better. The offense was running more smoothly. And I just thought Chambers did a really good job. I don't know if that makes him a case for a QB1 going forward or what the status is for Tommy Malott. But like you said, offline, he just has more QB-ness to him rather than Tommy Malott, which feels a little bit more like he's forcing himself to be a QB. I think uh, Ty Gregorak had a really good quote. I think it was Ty Gregorak on the Big Sky Breakdown, Coulter Nuanez, or maybe it was, no, it was Brooks Nuanez. Sorry. He said, uh, when we're talking about mm-hmm. Tommy Lott and quarterbacks, like quarterbacks are quarterback guys. Tommy Lott is a football guy. T- Sean Chambers looks more like a quarterback guy. I'm not saying he's like a great quarterback and he's still kind of like a halfway mix between a, a good quarterback and a guy who just runs most of the time. But he looked better. I thought his throwing ability looked pretty good. He made some throws that I don't think Tommy yeah. Malott would have even attempted to to make. So I don't know. Maybe there's a controversy heading into uh, UC Davis next on Friday. Even if Malott's healthy, I don't know. But I liked, you know, Sean Chambers definitely a good category. He won this game. He led the team down. I mean, him and Elijah Elliott we'll get to in a second. But yeah, 28 carries for 160 yards. Now I'm seeing updated stats here. Holy cow. He just ran over... Eastern all day long, 28 carries. That's a lot, but he's, he's bigger than Tommy. You know, I feel more comfortable about a six, three, 240 pound guy rushing the ball 28 times than a lot at like whatever he is, two Oh five or whatever, like six foot. So yeah. Good category. Sean Chambers for sure. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Elijah Elliott. He had 18 carries for 156. He got Finally, we were handing it off <laughs> and he looks good when he has the ball. He looks great. Like, wow. uh, let's, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Eastern's, run defense is pretty, pretty bad. And they got yeah. gashed against Tennessee state, Oregon. You can toss the game out the window. doesn't really matter, but yeah, they, Elijah Elliott looked really good carrying the ball. Mm-hmm. Had a really nice touchdown catch in the first quarter. Was it catch or was it run? I can't remember right now. 
You know, I don't know. Let's look. Let's see. Look in the stats. If he has a receiving touchdown or not, he does not have a receiving yeah. touchdown. So <laughs> he has just one catch for fifteen yards, which was in the, in the second okay. half somewhere, I believe. But I guess right, other good category would be uh, getting Elliot involved, and then so they didn't have to give credit yeah. to the uh, you know house right or you know we've been kind of harping or questioning why Elliot hasn't got any carries just just from a standpoint of why do you keep running Tommy Mallott a blowout loss at Oregon State. He's just taking hits for no reason. So why why not give it to Elliott? Maybe they were completely saving Elliott for conference play, showing nothing on film, and keeping our only real healthy running threat healthy by not running him the ball. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, whatever it was, he came out and had kind of a coming out party today. Love to see it. And kudos to Elliott and the coaching staff for getting him the ball 18 carries for 156 yards. 8.7 yards of carry. Eastern just could not Arm tackle Elijah Elliott. He looked like he wanted. He wanted it, man. He's running. He's running aggressive and yeah. with with passion. Kind of looked pissed off when he has the ball. That's a that's a good way to run. Give me six carries <laughs> last two weeks. <laughs> that's what. He, that's his motivation there. Oh man. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the okay. I think like the defense. Like I want to go. You said the defense was good in the good category. I thought it was okay. I we did, we, like you said, we start, you know, it was a progression. And, um, yeah, well, maybe I want to skip that thought. I think, you know, I, I probably would take that back. The defense was, was better. I still think there's room for improvement. Uh, I would, I need to go back and watch the game again to see what kind of shifts we made pretty much going into like the second quarter. There was a stretch in there, Ryan, and we'll, have, we'll go back and see it again. But, we we had three and outs. Mm-hmm. Our defense had like three three and outs, probably four 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 of those. Yeah, from like and the end of the second quarter into the third quarter. We were getting more pressure, and that was something that was really refreshing to see. It felt was like, oh man, that's the defense I saw last year. Where has that been? So, uh, put it in the, put it in the okay category, man. Like, I, don't take it back. Yeah, I think okay. the defense deserves to be in the okay category because it wasn't a great performance. Like, they gave up two long touchdowns. Like, uh, Micah Smith had like a 56 yard touchdown. Then they had that uh, 80 yard touchdown toss and catch. Easiest toss and catch you'll ever have to Freddie Robertson, who just outran Simeon Woodard to the end zone. I mean, there were still some big, glaring problems. So, overall, if you're grading it on like this yeah. game only, and no scale of what last game looked like. It was just okay. I mean, borderline well, we still were missing bad. Jeff Manning in the back. That's true. Yeah. He was out. Pot- Pottinger got picked on. I think Pottinger's going to be a good player. But that's his first game, man. And he's a freshman or whatever. And he, he got picked on. Yeah. As as any good offensive coordinator should do. Like they, they're out there. Hey, who's that guy? I don't know that guy in film. Let's attack him. Basically is what that, that comes yeah. down to. <laughs> that's not their starting guy. I thought our defensive line played okay and then got better throughout the game. I'm a little bit okay-ish on Brody Greeby. I thought he'd be better than we were expecting to see. He seems slow. Not slow, but not like explosive. I kind of expected to see a little bit like Daniel Hardy-esque. Brody's not Daniel Hardy. No, he's not. And he might need to lose some weight in order to become that Daniel Hardy. We're not sure. We talked about that a little bit offline. Valdez got going. He put the he put the hern on talking tin later on, and uh, so that that was good to see. But uh, Brody Greeby l- leaves a little bit on the bone for me. 
Yeah, Valdez put a big whooping on Talkington, and Danny, you crushed him in the first half. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Talkington ran up the sideline, and for whatever reason, just kept running right up the, the side there, about two feet away from the, the edge, and, and Danny smoked him. <laughs> Still a 10-yard game, yeah. but he, he completely depleted him. I don't know what you're doing, Talkington. Man, get out of bounds, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The defensive line has has room to improve. I think Greed... They're asking Greeby to be more of a an every down type defensive end, a run stopping defensive end too. So he bulked up a little bit. So he's not going to be that explosive guy who, like Hardy's main task was just like go after the quarterback and just don't stop moving your feet. Basically, I think Ben Seymour is kind of more of the Daniel Hardy role this year. And you know Ben Seymour, I like him as a player, but he's, I mean, there's Hardy's in the NFL. Come on, you're not going to replace Daniel Hardy. Ben Seymour is not as good as Daniel Hardy. That's not doesn't mean he's not a good player. But I think they're asking Greeby to be more of a traditional strong side end this year. And he looks, I don't know, he just doesn't look explosive from that position. Yeah. All right. Any other okays for you? I'm trying to think. I got some more stuff to talk about here. We got a few more minutes left before <clears> we hit, <throat> kind of hit our 20 minute mark. But I think I'm going to put them. Okay, I'll put this one in the, in the okay category because I'm not strongly enough opinionated on it to put in the bad court category. But, uh, Right before, what was it, halftime, it was fourth and goal. Uh, we, we got down, it was like first and goal, and we got stuffed three times, got down like the two-yard line, and it was fourth and two. I think we were up, was it tie 21-21, or we were up 24? We were up 24-21 to 21 at this point, I think, is what the score was. And I'm like, just go for it, man. Nothing to do with like yeah. who our kicker is. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that we'd missed the field goal, which is what happened. But even before we even kicked the field goal, I'm like, just go for it, man. This is like... This is how you win these kinds of games. We're not the underdog necessarily, but this would take all the momentum. And, you know, if we come out and kick a field goal and miss it, it's the same kind of result. Like they're going to be, gal- you know, Eastern's going to be galvanized either way. So why not go out there and try and punch in a touchdown? But then, yeah, complete disaster. Blake Glester comes out and shanks the, the old NFL distanced extra point. So... Yeah, I'm put that in the in the okay category because I don't I don't think that field goal was a bad decision. I just I would have liked to have seen them gone for be more aggressive and gone for the touchdown there and fourth down. Yeah, play to win, play to win, with that. especially on the road. Bad category. All right, let's uh, yeah, let's start wrapping this up with the the bads. I thought when Montana State tried to go into the passing. First down passing game when we were up 10 points and pretty much gave us, uh, that's when momentum shifted because they got a couple of good stops, a couple sacks on Sean Chambers and a couple series there. We were third and long, second and long, and we got out of our rhythm of just running it down their throats. And I have no clue why we went to that. We went to that. We completed a really good pass across across the middle to I think it was Cleveland Thomas, and then maybe had a, a couple. You know, Derek Snell had a, a really good <laughs> the Alaskan assassin, as uh, Ty Gregorak called him. He had a really good catch, and then Pickering missed a really nice drag route, and so all of a sudden we became this passing team for a brief moment in time. And we, I feel like House Wright fell in love with it, and then it got us into some trouble. Yeah, he saw some success there and maybe just got a little like, oh, we can just continue to this. But we have been just absolutely dominating them on the on the lines and just bursting through holes created by the 
the offensive line. I don't understand why we went away from that, at least not to that extent. Like you, you still got to pass the ball. I'm okay with that, but we just started passing on first down and then taking sacks and you know, it got, it was questionable. And then the worst part was um, involved in that little stretch is Elijah Elliott wasn't in the game. Like they brought in Marquis yeah. Johnson. So when they did run the ball, Marquis Johnson had looking on the stats here, three carries for eight yards. I think they were all kind of in that, in that stretch where we were trying to throw the ball. I don't know if we had the, him in there to do more as a receiving option. So that's why he was in the game in case we wanted to leak him out and, and do a little check down to him. But it was weird, man. We switched up the whole offense there for, for a minute and you know, it went, it went poorly and we let Eastern back into the game and you know, they took the lead for a stretch there. They did. I thought to that, give this Cal away. Hannah this Riley missed a, you know, Callahan Riley missed a pick six shades of Troy Anderson last year, where it was just like nothing but open end zone in front of him, and then stone hands. That could have sealed the game too. We could we had some plays where if we would have if we would have uh, scored right before half, like you said on that fourth down call, and if we would have hit that six a uh, pick six that was right there. We had chance to just bury bury Eastern and just put this away, and we let them back in. So that's definitely a bat. Like we had them on the ropes, we were taking their souls, and then we're like, "Nope, you can have your soul back just a little bit." And then we gave them the lead, and that was really terrifying as a cat fan. I mean, the cats rushed the ball for three hundred and fifty-five yards. Anxiety. They could have <laughs> ran for over four hundred. If we, I mean, Eastern just wasn't going to stop us, period. No. So I don't, we just switched away from it. Like, you know, would Jeff Chota switched away from it? Jeff Chote was always like the, I don't want to bring Jeff Chote back in this, but I loved his mentality of like, if I'm running the ball for six yards of carry, why would I throw it? And that's what I just wanted to see in this game. Like, they can't stop us. Why, why throw the ball? Like, why put it in the air? It'd be an interception. It's going to stop the clock. If it's in the completion, we want to just keep bleeding the clock out. It was all, I, I don't know. So, little questionable, but overall, you know, several chances to really put Eastern away, like you said, but, you know, came out with the win. That's all, that's all you can really ask for in, the, in, the, in this kind of game against a, you know, a desperate East Washington team that had two weeks to prepare for us. And when Tommy Lott went down, we could have let that affect the morale. And also Tommy Lott being the, as I estimated, like the top, one of the top six rushers we have on the team. So now we're down to like our, our seventh preseason best rusher. There's lots of reasons that this, we could have lost this game, but the Bobcats were able to pull it out. And I, I love the resolve of the team. I'm, I'm on cloud nine, right, man? Like there's a lot to work on. We'll talk about that on Monday. Enjoy the win tonight. Bobcat fans. We'll talk a lot about the game on Monday. We'll talk about the interception that was, or wasn't oh. the call that we got at the very end. Let's save, hey, Thorny, let's save our take on that until yeah. Monday. All yeah. right. That sounds good. Yep. yep. I, just, I want to say it right now, but uh, we'll do that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, man. Uh, what an exciting win. Be happy, Cat fans. Enjoy the win tonight. Take the weekend to enjoy it. You know, I want to I wanna just thanks everyone for listening again. You can always find us on Twitter, rrcatcast. You can find us on the web, rrcatcast.com. Shoot us an email, rrcatcast at gmail.com, and make sure you send us over any golden coolie questions you might have we'll answer them on monday about this game about the next opponent or anything in between so boy let's get out here man go cats go cats go cats